picturing JJ going through the Agoji like final obstacle course and JJ sees that like thicket of thorns and he just said, like, oh, no. Yep. no. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it would be. Nah, off. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the What's Already podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Schneider, Better Red than Dead, and Alec Burgess. Let's get it. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that like, follow, subscribe, bell notification button, all those buttons that help you keep up with our, our episodes each week. We appreciate you tuning in. We are going to be reviewing today The Woman King. It was released September 16th, 2022. It was written by Dana Stevens and Maria Bello. It was directed by Gina Prince by the Wood. It stars Viola Davis, Thuso Mbedo, Lashana Lynch, Sheila Atim, John Boyega. Sorry about these names. I'm going to butcher it. Um, Jimmy Odakoya, Masali Baduza, Jamie Lawson, Adrian Warren. Oh my God. And here's the worst one, but she's important. So Simantanda Makakani. He did pretty well, Viola Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, a historical epic inspired by true events that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Okay, so I have a favor, of ask, favor to ask of my co-hosts, and this is going to be a tough one because I've never done this before, but I want to kind of separate how we review this movie because there are some issues to talk about. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because I watched this movie, then quickly looked up the history of what this movie was portraying, and there's a big problem. Yeah. So there's problems that we need to talk about. And this is my opinion, but I feel like in my opinion that some of these problems are being, hmm, how do I say this? Under the rug? No, actually. I feel like they're being exaggerated. (laughs) Oh, okay. And made into a bigger deal than on top of the rug. Correct. And made just a bigger deal than they should be. So let's get this out of the way. The Dahomey tribe at one point in African history, especially in the 1800s was the largest, wealthiest tribe in West Africa. The reason for that is that they were part of the slave trade, which this movie does portray to a degree. The Oyo tribe was wealthier before that, as were a number of tribes around the Dahomey tribe who were constantly under siege from these these other tribes. And that's why they ended up with a group of women warriors and an army of women warriors to begin with because their men were depleted because of constant tribal infighting. And the majority of that came from trying to control the slave trade in that area. All of them were slave traders the major tribes. If you do research about the country or the continent of Africa, the majority of your wealthy tribes and states within Africa were so because they were selling slaves to the Europeans, the Americans, whoever was taking them. So the big issue that's out there right now is that everybody's mad about this movie being made because it glorifies this group of women that were part of a tribe that sold slaves. You cannot tell a movie about the African continent without that being the truth. So I want to get this out of the way and talk about that for a little bit, the dimensions and the difficulties that that can raise, talk about some of the truth behind this movie, and then we can talk about the movie. Because I feel like I don't want that to be the main part of this movie review 
And I say that because I feel like as a movie, this was a really good movie. I'm going to say, I actually didn't really like the movie of this hmm. movie that much. It didn't really, it was kind of slow. It, it had too many things they were trying to show me. Cause that's where I got confused. I was like, is this a movie that we're trying to show African history and what happened and where we're going? Or is this a woman empowerment movie? Is this kind of, a slight love story or finding yourself movie. And there was a lot of that where I felt like I wasn't exactly sure as a, a viewer where they wanted me to focus all of my attention. And I thought there was too many plot lines that I'd had to follow. And then this, honestly, this movie for me was quite slow. I just found myself at times being bored, but the other aspect of it, the history aspects, I don't honestly, once I looked it up, I don't mind it as much. I just don't understand why they didn't just, fully own it and lean into it and just tell it the way it kind of was. Cause that would have been fine too. They just tried to show the palm oil thing and that they were doing this, but they were going to kind of get away from it. But the hard thing about the history is the British empire actually had to put in a blockade to stop the slave trade from the Dahomey tribe. And that's why I think people get a little mad because they, I didn't know that. Like, and I was like, they actually had to stop them and they make it look like in this movie that they're going to turn over a new leaf and that they're going away from that when in reality that didn't happen. And so maybe I can understand why people are a little upset there, but it, it was hard to just to know what the actual message of this movie was. For me, it got a little convoluted. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll get there. So the history of, is this, and, and yes, they kind of retell history, but uh, all historical movies do. It's a historical so, epic. It suffers from the historical epic part. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the fact that if you're telling a historical story, it still needs to be entertaining as a movie. Otherwise, it's not a fictional movie or an epic. It's, you know, one of those ones you hop on and watch to know the truth about something, which they don't put in movie theaters like that very often. So the other piece of this is, is they actually didn't stray far from the truth at a certain point in time. There I agree was, with that. There yeah. is a point in time in this tribe, in the Dahomey tribe, where this king stopped being part of the slave trade and focused on palm oil. It was not lucrative, and we all know how kings and people are. We're greedy as fuck. So because he wasn't getting the money that he was, which made it hard to sustain his kingdom the way he wanted to, he went back. It was about five years, I believe, that they weren't part of the slave trade. They went back to it to get that money, that lucrative. And then, yes, the British had to put a blockade and then the French came in and pretty much decimated the tribe in order to stop the slave trade on that end. So they didn't actually mislead. They played it back because here's the problem. And I get it from a, a making a movie perspective. And then we can move on and actually talk about the movie. Unless it's a movie about the slave trade. If you lean into how much they were involved in the slave trade, it's going to distract from what they were trying to tell as a movie. With that said, the writers and the director of this movie are women forward writers and directors. Maria Bello has been, she's a great actress, she's a great writer. She's been making movies that are focused on women and the struggles of women and the power of women for a long time. Dana Stevens is the same way. And then Gina Prince by the Wood is well known recently for her movies to tell those stories of women. So it's really hard. Like she directed the show, the old that movie, The Old Guard, that we did, Matson with Charlize Theron with the Immortal Group. She did Love and Basketball back in the day. So, I mean, she's been, they've been doing this for a long time. So I think the theme of this movie is they wanted the power of these women and the strength of this female army, which the stories of them are insane. 
and then you they've been kind of recreated. They were the basis for the Dora Milaje through the Black Panther comics and movies. This is where that came from, is this group. So with that, I wanted to get that out of the way. Let's talk about that because that's the elephant in the room. That's the big argument about this movie. But for me, I'm with you, Alec. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. The first 20 minutes of this movie was like my favorite first 20 movie, movies in almost any movie. You're going to have to remind me what it was. because yeah. <laughs> It was when they sneak up on the Mahi and go ham on them. Yeah, just wreck that village because they had captured a bunch of their villagers yeah. to send them to the slave trade. And then they're coming back and they're walking down the road and you see everybody's like oh we can't look at the mm-hmm. can't look at the Uguji. and then there's that one kid who's doing this yeah which that would be me i'd be that kid and lashana lynch oh dude. god oh she was the best yeah i was crushed um, at the end oh dude so that first 20 minutes i was going dude this is amazing and I went in with like little to no expectations yeah, just because of time period. And I knew that we would have this back and forth and even a separate type of a thing, but I knew that was going to be in there. So I was like, Oh great. I'm not too excited for this. And then they opened up with that. No, I was like, it's incredible. Yeah. The four main women in this show, Viola Davis, Tucson Mbedu, who plays Nawi, and then Lashana Lynch and Sheila Tim, who plays a Menza, like, by Naniska's like right hand woman, those four outstanding. Some of the best acting we've seen, I've seen, in my opinion, all year. Like, oh, easy, outrageously enjoyable to watch those four women act. And Viola Davis, like when she does interviews and stuff, like she kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I think it's because I, anyone that's that cocky and like outspoken about it rubs me the wrong way, but she's earned it. She's a fantastic actress and that woman can summon tears better than any actress or actor on the planet, in my opinion. So watching her in emotional scenes is unbelievable. But I think the one that really got me and I want to see more of her is the girl that played Nawi. Tuso Mbedu, good Lord. Like when Leshana Lynch's character dies at the end, spoiler alert, that emotional outburst, like where she's yelling at everybody to get away and don't touch her. And like, she's hugging on her and just having a complete breakdown. Wow. Wow. So good. I enjoyed this movie. And while I say Mattson does have a point, there were some slow points in the movie. For me, the only parts of the movie I could have done without are some of the stuff with uh, the Malik. Yeah. Well, and Malik. Yeah. That whole storyline I didn't care for. It meant nothing to me. That's one of the biggest things where I think I'm, I'm leaning a lot into that. I just didn't understand if you took that out and there's some of the time we could have saved. I think I would have liked this movie quite because that was just big. I was like, what, what is this doing for me? I just didn't. It's an historical epic. You didn't need it. You gotta have a love story. It's like Troy, yeah, like, Braveheart. That's not what this, <laughs> yeah, but I know I get it. Oh, but at the same I'm time, with you, man. This, and we didn't need it because right off the bat, we know she doesn't want a husband. And the reason that Malik was in there was so she could choose the Ogoji or choose him. Yeah. We knew what choice she was going to make, so we didn't need him. And I tell you what I would have liked more of is that one girl with the spear. Are you talking uh, about her right hand? No, not the right hand one. The one who was like shorter and just oh, yeah. like oh, a really yeah, good yeah, fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like more for her because she reminded me of Mads Mikkelsen's character in King Arthur. Yeah. Right, where she's like supposed to be this badass of the entire group. 
So when she fights the big guy, the leader of the Oyo or whatever, yeah, like it should be a lot more emotionally invested when he knocks her the fuck out. But it really wasn't because we only got small little clips of her. And if you take all, all the Malik junk and yeah. stick in more of her training or stuff, or even just talking about her being a badass, mm-hmm. like it plays up that emotional value later on in the fight. Yeah, that actress name was Shayna West, and she plays a character called Essie. Essie. Dope. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see more of her. Yeah, and that, I'm with you. I think that was the most distracting. And I get I get why, because that's also pretty historical, is you would have a lot of children of slaves and slave owners coming back to the continent of Africa to see home, right, or where their their ancestry came from. So I didn't mind that those characters were there. The kid from Brazil and the, the slave trade guy, kid, captain. And then I didn't mind that he was there, but I didn't care for the interaction. Like I would have just rather them both get wiped out in that fight at the end and just been done with it. But I, I do see. like the villain too. <gasps> Oba. Oba. Jimmy Odakuya. It's his name. I want his jewelry. Yeah. When I love when she ripped that thing out of his ear at the end, like, and just had it in her hand and was like, throws it at him. It was dope. Oh, yeah. The fighting. Mm-hmm. Dude, they did a great job. Who, who choreographed this? Do either of you guys know? I don't. I should look. Because whoever did is amazing. Yeah. When they're having that big fight at the end and you have the men who go down, like fire the muskets and the women leap over their backs or use them as vaults. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was insane. I was in the middle of going. "Ah!" It's funny you mention that because I actually I like the choreography, but the actual like blades into flesh and things like that to me it didn't look realistic at times. Where I could tell that short soldier we were talking about the spear that got stabbed in the stomach. It looked like it went into her side, like where her arm was and not into her stomach. It didn't feel as on par with an R-rated movie. and, and Wasn't the, R-rated, that's why. Oh, oh there it is. Well, it was to okay. get the PG-13 rating. That's why there yeah, was right. no violence hardly or blood at hardly. Okay, well, that makes me feel better then. So that's my fault then. I thought I was watching an R-rated oh, movie. It should have been. Uh, well, that helps me then because then I would have been fine because I would have understood. But I thought I was watching an R-rated movie and I was like, this is off, like this isn't what they would show. So, okay, well, I can take that back that I can pull that opinion off. Yeah. In my opinion, that's one of the mistakes that they made is to go, and I get why they did it. Like the idea is they want to tell this story and they want- They want to widen the audience. Yeah, yeah. and they want younger girls and kids to see this, be able to sure. watch this movie. But I think they did the movie a disservice in a way. Now, look, at first I was bothered by it because I thought I was going into a rated R movie. Now, I had the benefit of, there was nobody in the theater with me when I went and saw it which made me sad, but I opened up my phone because there was nobody else there. And I looked and went, Oh, it's PG 13. And then once I knew that kind of like what you were saying, it didn't bother me anymore. Cause I understood what they were doing. And then I was almost like, I'm actually okay with it because I can focus on, I would have been so like, Oh, look at all that gore. And they're actually cutting people's heads off and shit. Whereas now I was focused on the story. And I thought one of the stories that got me that I thought I was going to hate was this mother daughter storyline between Naniska and, and Nawe. Uh, Nawe. Nawe. I thought I was going to hate that when it first started rearing its head, but I actually enjoyed it because it wasn't at the forefront all the time. You see her realizing it. 
She has a moment. They go into a battle. She gets captured. They have a moment. She goes and saves. She continues to move on. It's not like it made her stupid. You know what I mean? It didn't make Naniska stupid. It made her have a moment. And then she moved on and went right back to her warrior self. And she let her daughter do her thing. That end where she's like, she could have easily tried to step in, but no, she just let Nawi just wreck like six guys at the end. And I, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. That made me chuckle because the entire film up to this point, Nawi's breaking rules and then this goes on her about it. Then like instantly after realizing that that's her daughter, she breaks a rule. It's the first thing she does. And I was just cracking up. Rule breaking is apparently genetic. Boy, howdy. (laughs) But I do like that it also kind of showed like that the king was pissed. But at the same time, he realized the value in Naniska. Like, there's no way that this bitchy little queen of his is going to have the same pull with the people and being able to to be the woman king that Naniska is because, God, she's a badass. You know what I mean? And you hear it when she's walking up and everybody's chanting her name. mm -hmm. That was political expedience and keeping himself on the throne. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. You're going to go kick her out after that. Well, and King Gezo, like, I mean, the, the dude was smart. That's why he was willing to give up the slave trade for a while was because he knew that things were shifting, but he also needed his money. So kings need that stuff. But Lashana Lynch, Azogi, oh my God, awesome. what a dope. The only thing that bothers like that first kill where she shoves her fingers in that dude's face. I was oh. like, oh, she'd have broke her fingers. But then you realize it was his eyeballs and they just couldn't show it because it was all it's PG 13. I was like, Yeah. Oh, those nails in your eyeballs. Oh my God. It'd be like puncturing grapes, dude. <sighs> she was so cool. And she's just like so nonchalant about everything. Like she's walking down the hall drinking whiskey <laughs> with the girl. <laughs> she was the best character. And historically, I've not been a fan of Lashana Lynch that much, but she stole this movie. Yeah, she was good in this one. I will say with the whole arm broken scene and pushing that back in and then what she did after that, I was like, yeah, like, no, I don't think you're really doing any of what they actually showed. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, I think it would have made more sense of like she'd had a dislocated shoulder or, shoulder, elbow yeah. or something. The broken right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, how broken it was. I was like, yeah, like they're going to lift you up like that. I'm sorry. Like you're not going to be able to fake that. They're yeah, and that know. bone's going to pop back out when you put that kind of pressure on it. So, no, I'm with you. I, that part was a little screwy. I was like, but just have it be always, dislocated. Yeah, it's always this thing is I'm like, well, you see what it looks like. Why don't you just make it a dislocated shoulder, pop it back in like that works? Like, I don't know. Yep. Sometimes I just I question that because – these are smart people that are making these movies. <laughs> you think? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> they spent so much on the the choreographer, they forgot to bring in a medical specialist. Yeah. That's <laughs> Jeez. But even like when she's acting drill sergeant. Oh, yeah. Um, when they're doing their training and she's just making snide comment after snide comment at him. Mm-hmm. Was, I was just full-blown dying in the theater of laughter. Oh, yeah. You know, I would have laughed. I was picturing JJ going through the Agoji like final obstacle course, and JJ sees that like thicket of thorns, and he just said it back off. Oh, fuck no. Yep. no. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it would be. Nah, fuck off. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't want to be part of your fucking group. I would, yeah, I'll go outside the palace. And Alex is going to be, he, he's going to run and be like, this hurts. And yeah. <laughs> Ow, ow, ow. And I'm going to be laughing, going, you fucking dumbass. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. I did love that whole moment, though, like, because they give her such a hard time and they give all of them, like, they bust their ass. But you can see in that moment how much they care about them, too. As they're going through it and finishing it, you can see them silently rooting for them. And then at the end, they get through that. But And no joke, that's real. Like, so they... All of those obstacles were historically. So they had this person that, that was a descendant of one of these women that they had on as a consultant for this movie. And they would reach out and he had a whole group of people like he's a he's an academic. And like I said, he's like a great, great grandkid or something of one of the Yogojie. So they're talking him through all this stuff. And like the women used to get belts made of these thorns if you made it through that. And they would spend hours pulling the needles and thorns out of them after the whole thing was done. I was like, there's no, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, well, I'll just go farm some palm oil. It's been real yeah. fun. And it has not been real fun. No, I'm out. Like that shit's crazy. And it was sad because I'm watching this movie and I went into it with low expectations because all I'd heard and read, and I try to avoid stuff like that for movies that we're going to be reviewing, but this one was hard because it's all over the place. People just shitting on this movie because of the historical inaccuracy parts, right? Which I find ironic because the more I researched, it's probably more historically accurate than most historical epic dramas that they tell. It's just that they lessened the extent, right? Because they wanted the focus to be on certain parts of the story, not the others. But I went in thinking that this was going to be terrible. I don't know how to explain this because if you watch this movie in a vacuum, or if it was any other country on the planet that they were telling it about, or any other tribe for that matter, it wouldn't have had the issue and this movie would have been touted and praised and everybody would have loved it. Now I will say that it, I think it's doing pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's yeah, it has, it's highly rated. I think the critic score is pretty good. Yeah. Cause I did, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good, especially in a vacuum. If you just look at it as an entertaining movie, man, it had such great parts. And with the exception of the stupid love story that was pointless and the acting Oh my God, it was so good. Even John Boyega, who I'm not usually a fan of, was really good as this. I was impressed. Arrogant ass king. Like, I, yeah, I liked it. I liked the part where the Portuguese man was like, hey, Your wife told me that you're going to be ending the slave trade. And he was like, Something said, like, shouldn't have told me that. She will be punished. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> dang. Like, okay. yeah. Like, yeah. Different time. Very different. Very. <laughs> and yet, because well, so an interesting historical fact is that all of the Ogodie were technically like wives of his. That's they make it look like they take a vow of celibacy for to be part of the army. But it was more that because they were part of the king's harem. Now, they were third rate, quote unquote, third. That's how they labeled it in the historical record I was reading is they were the third rate wives. So it's not like he went around sleeping with all of them but they were technically part of his harem, which is why they weren't allowed to, after dark, men weren't allowed inside that inner palace, things like that. But yeah, it's a very interesting story to read about this women in historic. And they were guys, some Frenchmen went to this tribe and there were actually women in the Agogier at that time, one named Naniska, who was a teenager. And he watched her get incorporated into the Agogier by decapitating an enemy captive in the palace just outside the inner palace. That was her initiation. You have to, she walked over three chops with a sword cutter, cut his head off right there. And he told stories about you saw Nawe with that rope, her sword tied onto a rope, which was just bitching. 
that was Naniska that he told this story about. So the actual teenage version of Naniska and they, you know, they're, that's probably where the character's name was based off of was this guy's story. And then there was an actual record of a Nagoje named Nawe, who was part of the Agoje for a long time as well and, and known as a very fierce warrior. So that's where they, this name for that character came up as well. So they actually pulled actual names for some of these characters from actual Agoje women as well. But I was really intrigued. And I think for me, historical dramas and epics like this do their best work if I leave wanting to know more about the actual story. And I did for good reasons, not for the fact that I wanted to see I didn't care about the slave trade piece because I think it's unfortunate that that's the part that's getting talked about the most. And I understand it, but throw a stone somewhere in Africa and there was a tribe selling slaves to Europeans. So it's, it's unfair to say we shouldn't tell a story about these powerful women because of what they did that was everyone in the country and everyone in the world at that time, not just selling Africans. Selling everybody. Selling everybody. Slavery has been a part of the world for every country, every part of the world has had slaves in their history. And yes, the biggest slave trade in the world in history came out of the African slave trade, especially the West African side. But I still think that it's getting an unfair shit on because of the time frame and what was happening. But anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I did too. Yeah, I say, well, we'll get into that. You guys ready to rate it? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, let's rate it. I had fun. I went in thinking I was going to hate it or at least think it was mediocre. No, it was great. I thought the acting was outstanding. If I could just watch those, especially those four main actresses in a movie together, I don't care what it is, I'm in. They were outstanding. Um, They played off each other well. I really enjoyed the stories. I liked the fighting. The choreography was great. And then I think it was like 97% of the stunts and everything were done by the actual actresses. So it was one of those things where they had stunt people come in and they were training them, but it's almost a hundred percent real. The stunts that they did and the choreography were all done by the actress. And that's impressive too. And you can tell because it's seamless in a lot of the close fights and things like that. I thought it was intriguing outside of the weird love story. And there were some slow moments, but I think they all stemmed from that. The parts that I didn't like was some form of that story even the parts in that city with those two and the villain, Oba. But other than that, really enjoyed it. Love the fighting, love the action. Wish it was rated R. I could have used a little more. I don't know. I wasn't looking for wicked violence, but a little more realistic violence. I'm going to give it a four. thought it was very enjoyable. I would watch this movie again. In fact, I got home. Casey didn't go with me because she wasn't feeling good. I got home and said, Casey, we should probably go see that movie with you because I think you'll like it. And I would love to see it again. I probably will watch it again. My recommendation comes go and let go of all the historical bullshit that you're hearing about this movie. Just go and watch it as a movie. Try to remove the fact that it comes from a historically true people and situation for the most part, other than the women and the actual group. Let go of the tribal stuff. Enjoy the movie. I think you will. Mattson. Yeah, talking about this, like, I know it came in strong at the beginning. I, I didn't enjoy this movie all that much. <laughs> that sounds too strong. Like, I like this movie at parts, but it just, I don't know, it didn't click for me as much. And it's not because of the history. I, I didn't mind once I found out more about that after the fact. 
it's fine. Whatever. Like it's okay. It didn't get, didn't detract anything. I think it's well acted. I really, I did like the message that the female empowerment that they're trying to get here did not feel in your face. It felt natural. It felt like something that also was just super dope that this is real and it happened in history. Like pretty dang cool. Tell that story. I think people should watch this movie. That being said, it just wasn't my flavor of the week for whatever reason, which is okay. I'm going to give it a, a three, which is still a good movie. Uh, I think it's well acted, well written, historically interesting. Like Jay just said, it did get me to look up what this all was about after the fact, because I actually had seen some stuff going into this where people were complaining and I watched it and then I looked it up after and I was like, well, the only thing that was really that different is the King pushed them back into the slave trade again after the fact. And maybe they could have, they kind of didn't really lean on that, but I get why they didn't because this wasn't a movie about the story of the tribe and the slave trade it was about the women, the growth, overcoming obstacles and barriers. And, and they, I think they did a good job to that. I didn't like the love story. Honestly, if, if they pulled that out, maybe I would have given this a three and a half or four. I don't get why that was a part of it. It just felt like they were cramming too many things at the end and it, it was a waste of time for me. But go see this movie. It looks good in the big screen. The fight scenes are well choreographed. And what helped me give this movie a three now, the fact that it is PG-13, I think it was well done in the fight scenes. It makes a ton of sense. Totally get it. And I get why they did that. So younger individuals can see this and understand the messages to be gained. So still a pretty good movie. Uh, just not one of the things that I'll be returning to and watching time and time again, but a solid movie. Yeah. Before I have Algo, I do want to touch. You made a good point that I should have mentioned is women power movie, well, any group power movie frightened me because sometimes it's way overdone. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like this was the most natural because it just showed who they were. It didn't try to force the other than the love story so that she could not choose him in the end, which I get. That was the only thing that was heavy handed. The rest was just perfect for me when it comes to showing powerful women. And I think that's because it was based on a group of really powerful women who just did it. So I thought that was really good. All right, Alec, bring us home. Yeah. To kind of piggyback off of your last thought, what I enjoyed as far as the finally strong female characters <laughs> from Hollywood was the fact they weren't great because they were a goji, right? Mm -hmm. They were great because they were trained in a tough school, a tough mentality. And it's throughout the entire movie, you see this. And then they're not better than their male counterparts. They work in tandem with them to achieve a goal. And the reason why they even exist to begin with is because they're fighting intertribal wars. Got to recruit your soldiers from somewhere. You have these great women who are raised in a tough environment, dealing with tough shit, who, you know, buckle on their sword and go to war. And I loved it. Finally, I got a strong female care. This is everything that I shit on like Prey for doing and yeah. other movies where they come in and they just, I don't know what they're doing, but this is what you need to be doing for a strong female character. They're mm -hmm. strong because of their experiences, what they go through. As far as the historical aspect goes for everybody who's bitching and moaning and groaning, the fact that they addressed it in the way that they did is enough. They don't have to tell you everything. Go to your own research. Do not listen to TikTok, not listen to people on the internet. <laughs> Go do your own research. And the fact that they addressed it the way they did, and there were some things that were very subtle, right? Like your slavers are Portuguese mm -hmm. or from Brazil, because at this point, the English monarchy had gotten rid of slavery. Mm -hmm. And you hear it a little, there's a little line where it's like the English are, you know, going after ships, like all over the place. It's a throwaway line, but it's there. So if you know the history, if you learn it, then you go and you'll see where they put these points in. They're not up in your face, but that's because that's not what the story's about. 
go watch this incredible story about an incredible group of women. I will definitely be going to see this movie again, and I'm going to give it a four and a half. Nice. It gets taken away for being a historical epic, and I think that played against itself with, like we've said, dumbass love story. Yeah. You don't need it. Stop putting that in historical epics. They stand on their own two feet just by being dope. But I absolutely loved it. And we'll say for that matter, Braveheart would be better if they did that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take out the love story. It's don't fair. need it. It would have saved us like 20 minutes. You know, and I had a thought too as I was watching. I was like, I wish, part of me wishes that they would have done it taken it and based it off of this tribe, but not use the actual historical name and the location and just have it be some fictional made up tribe. Because I think that would have eliminated, I mean, it wouldn't have gotten rid of everybody because there's always going to be the whiners and the criers and the, we got to put our two cents in. But I think you would have seen a lot less of the, the hate that we've seen pointed at that by that. But that's also not fair to this historical group because these are real, this is a real group. And like you said, Alec, I think they told it well enough to let you go do your own research and find the truth. What we really wanted was the story of these women, and they did excellent at that. Cool. There it is. High-rated movie. I'm glad we did it. We almost didn't do this movie. I'm glad we did it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, and it was good to talk about because it had some drama around it. Let me say this really fast for our listeners out there. Look, I, I got rid of my AMC A-list membership for a little bit because there wasn't anything in theaters. Haven't gotten it back yet. Need to. I went to a Regal theater, not AMC. I cheated on, mm. on AMC. And, you know, I just didn't like my experience as much. There's nothing wrong with it. seamless, but the chairs, like... I We're not like, sponsors. Stop plugging them. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like I was in a third-rate movie theater, and I just I have to apologize publicly out there that... But then I just found out that Regal has their own version of AMC membership, so I'm like, I don't know, but, like... Don't get it. They're AMC, finally bankruptcy. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, they're probably out, but I miss the comforting seats that you can recline in and like the stadium seating unless i'm in an imax i understand that's the only way but man it's hard to go back yeah it was nice i was in my nice comfy amc with my a-list membership maybe i would have liked the movie even more because i was uncomfortable (laughs) it's possible because i was super comfy i was by myself literally there was nobody else in the theater, which really made me sad, but I, I live in one of the whitest was, places on I the was, planet. So. I went at like in the early afternoon by myself, but there was a bunch of old timers there. Like apparently like that's the time to see a movie. I was like, I'm with the retired people. Telling this is my you. future. I did see some previews that I'm excited for. We're not going to talk about them because of two things that I'm going to tell you before I set mats and loose on other things. We're going to start doing trailer reviews, trailer reactions again. Hell. But it's going to be part of our Patreon, which should be active not should it will be i promise i slacked and really what i did is forget Look, but people what patreon's all about is jj spends money <laughs> on things that we we spend money to do this but jj yeah. spends even more money we're just trying to compensate the man so like we're doing some cool <laughs> stuff for you all right. but we want to help jj well, yeah i mean i appreciate that Every yeah. dollar goes to spay and neuter JJ. I know, right. I know, <laughs> I know. You all don't give two flying ass about me, and uh, probably not Alec as well. But we all love JJ. That's fair. I appreciate that. But no, we're just trying to get some. Yeah, we do spend money on it, so we're just trying to keep the podcast going longer because we love what we do. So we're gonna have a Patreon, and one of the levels will allow you, and you can go check it out this weekend. It'll be ready. So today is Thursday, starting the twenty. I will have it ready by the twenty fourth. So it'll be launched, ready to rock. So you can go check it out. Go pick it up. If any of them intrigue you, go sign up for it. We appreciate it. But there are some cool perks, one of which will be trailer reviews. But I'm looking forward to a couple of them. Yeah, it's going to be dope. 
And so I got some ideas to mess with Alec because there's some horror shit coming soon that trailer reviews making him watch going to be fun. There's a movie that I will say that I'm thoroughly excited about that I'm gonna, we're going to watch and review called Bros. I don't know if you guys saw the preview for that in your... Oh, dude. Did you see it, Alec? I was a little bit late to the theater, so I didn't see any previews. Guys, don't watch it. We're going to... Because you guys haven't seen it. So we're going to do a movie reaction. But, bros, it looks funny as balls. Oh. There's a lot of trailer reactions coming, plus a lot of other stuff that'll come from for our patrons if we just actually get any. So watch for that. Matt's and with that, tell everybody where else they can find us. All right, just a PSA announcement, Charles. Like, for all the grief you put us through, <laughs> throw the man a bone. Like... Yeah, I'm just saying this is made for you, Charles. You want to dick around with us even further? Like, here's your path to the good way. Uh, with that being said, if you want to engage with us further, check us out in a few different places. First and foremost, uh, Facebook and YouTube on Mondays, we have our live shows for Rings of Power and House of the Dragon and Thursdays now and or which we are extremely excited about. Um, encourage you all to listen to that review and watch it. Just phenomenal. We're pumped and then if you want to engage with us through our podcasts just search what's our verdict reviews wherever good podcasts can be found we're there uh check us out at what's our verdict.com and kind of see what's our coming soon which we have got to get working on that for the month of october excited there should be some horror elements that make our way into the month of halloween alex very excited as you can tell uh and then on social media first and foremost tiktok facebook and instagram to see some of our pretty faces on a lot of videos and Alec roasting his co-host. It's true. Cool. Thanks, Madsen. Yeah, go check all those things out. We appreciate it. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.